Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Conversations That Count podcast. I want to thank every single one of you who I've had the pleasure of speaking to before and who I haven't had the opportunity to meet yet. I want to thank you all for coming to me today and listening in. Again, this is your host, David Shaft, and I'm looking forward to giving you a special mess, a special message today. One that starts with you knowing it's not your fault. Now, I've been reading a book recently called Wild at Heart by John Eldridge. This book has hit me hard to me in a lot of places, and it's really made me rethink a lot of things about my life and even those around me. Something that he mentions in the book that was huge to me is something that he says, and it's not your fault. Now, this is a message that he gives to a lot of the young men he mentors. And it's very simple, right? It's not our fault if we were abused. It's not our fault if we grew up poor. If you had an illness or have an illness, you can't prevent. At the end of the day, no matter what it was, a hardship you had to go through when you were young, maybe it's something you couldn't prevent. It all starts with you knowing it's not your fault. It's so important that we remember that these hardships, these things we were forced to endure, the things that were out of our power, it's not our fault. And it all starts with you knowing it's not your fault and accepting that. Now, there's something important about recognizing it's not your fault. Because if you spend your entire life thinking it was all your fault, it's your fault you grew up poor, it's your fault you were abused, it's your fault some, this terrible thing happened to you, you're going to hold yourself prisoner and hostage for the rest of your life. Now, there's another quote in the book that was really powerful to me. And it says, forgiveness is setting the prisoner free and then discovering the prisoner was you. What happens a lot of the time in our lives, we hold ourselves prisoner and we blame ourselves for things that we had no power over. We blame other people. We blame. At the end of the day, that's all it's about. It's we're blaming. We're shifting blame from one place or another. And all that ends up doing is it holds us prisoner because we're stuck at that point in time. We're stuck on that thing that happened. And it doesn't allow us to move on to the next stages of our life. I remember growing up, there would be times I'd be so upset. I'd say, wow, why does my mom have to be sick? Why do we have to be poor? Why do we have to go through this? Why do I have to ride the bus? And I'd complain and I'd be upset and I'd blame everyone under the sun and everything. I'd blame my grandma. I'd blame my mom, I'd blame my brother. Whoever it was, I'd find someone to blame. Rather than remembering it wasn't my fault and in a lot of cases, it wasn't theirs. Sometimes things happen and we have to accept them. And that's the first step. Now, there's actually this really great quote by Bill Gates. It says, if you are born poor, it's not your mistake. But if you die poor, it is your mistake. Now, I want to take that a step further than just wealth, right? Which I strongly believe, especially in a country like ours, there's too many ways to find and build wealth for us to make the excuse of dying poor. But you can't prevent if you're born poor. You can't stop it. My grandma wasn't able to stop that she was responsible to raise her little brother and little sister and to take care of her mom at a young age. That was something that she couldn't prevent. 
it wasn't in her power. All she could do was make the best of it. I couldn't prevent that we struggled when I was a kid, that we grew up poor. It's nothing that I could do. Now, what I do with the rest of my life, and this is what's really important, what I do with the rest of my life is my decision. Now, that's my fault. What I do now as an adult, regardless of what happened as a child, that is my fault, no matter how it goes. Now, if I build wealth, not just wealth of finances, but if I build wealth in family and love and happiness and assets and helping others, if I build these wealth of experiences, that's completely my fault. If I make the decision to do nothing and to live a mediocre life, to live a life that's unfulfilling, to live a life of pain and regret, that's also my fault. Once you're no longer a prisoner to those things you couldn't prevent, once you realize the things in your past, a lot of them weren't your fault. Once you realize that and you let them go and you forgive not only yourself, but the people, the situation, once you move on from it, you, you get that blessing of knowing that the rest of your life is going to be your fault. It's an amazing feeling. And I challenge everyone, think about the things that you still hold on to, accept them move on and let the rest of the life of your life be your fault. Let the rest of it be your decision, good or bad. Live with the consequences and know that it is your fault. Once you've made that decision, you've accepted the things that weren't your fault. It's a relieving feeling, letting those things go, letting the past go. I remember in middle school, I injured my knee. I used to love playing sports. I played basketball. I'd run track. I was thinking about going to the football team. I had coaches calling the house. I would come home from school. My grandma just got off the phone with a football coach trying to recruit me because they wanted me on their team. And I remember when I injured my knee, those calls stopped. I remember being out of school for six months. Couldn't go back. Wasn't allowed to. And I remember not being able to play those sports. I remember losing my way a little bit. And before I knew it, even when I came back, even when I got off of crutches, I still blame that injury for the fact that my grades weren't good because I missed those six months and put me behind everyone else. I didn't know what path I wanted in life. Well, I, I wanted to be an athlete. I wanted to play basketball, but I messed up my knee. I missed out on a whole season. It put me behind. And I made these excuses. I made an excuse for the next two years, all the way through my freshman year of high school. And then someone reached out. Someone said, hey, why don't you try out for the debate team? You're clever. You have a lot to say and you have a lot of excuses. Why don't you try using the way you speak as a weapon to build yourself a future instead of building yourself a chasm that you can never climb out of? Now I'm paraphrasing, right? I, I don't know if a high schooler could phrase it in that way, but maybe some could. And I did it. And I joined the debate team and I found out I was actually really, really good. And it showed me that I could take my life back. And then I started running track. I started working out with the weight training team. I started weight training every single day. I took the class. And before I knew it, I was physically and mentally sharper than I had ever been. And I stopped telling myself every day that these situations are terrible. This is so-and-so's fault that you can't get out of bed. It's this situation's fault. And I realized it wasn't my fault that I messed up my knee. 
a mistake happened, I hurt myself, and I had to move on from it. It wasn't my fault that I was poor, but I did realize that what I did with the rest of my life after, that was going to be my fault. Whether it was good, whether it was bad, it was going to be my responsibility. So I started acting as if every single thing was my fault. And before I knew it, not only was I on the debate team, I was the captain of it. Now I had other people whose mistakes, funny enough, when you're the leader, they're going to blame you too. Their mistakes became my fault. And I accepted them with pride. I loved it. I loved when they blamed me that they weren't good enough because it gave me an excuse to train harder and to train them harder. And when they would say, David, why are we doing more reps? Why are we training harder? But you remember when you said why we didn't win that competition? You remember you said it's because we didn't train enough, because I didn't prepare you? Well, here it is. I take that blame. And you're right, it is my fault. But now, whether you accept the training or not is up to you. Whether you accept the growth or not is up to you because I've accepted it. And now I've learned to live a life of remembering that the past, it isn't my fault. What happened to me when I was a child is not my fault. What happens to me for the rest of my life, that is going to be my fault. Now, I look back at one of the interviews I did with Tucson Knight, and something he does is he mentors a lot of young men. And something he said in the interview that was huge to me as he talked about the victim narrative, how one of the first places he has to start with these young men is reminding them they can't go into a victim narrative. He lets them tell them what they've been through. They tell them everything, how hard it is, how hard it still is, how hard it's been. And he listens and he reminds them, hey, it's not your fault. Then he reminds them that what happens next is if you stay in the victim mindset talking about what isn't your fault, how it's someone else's fault that you're in a bad situation, that your grades aren't good, that the teacher doesn't care about you, you're 100% right. That might not be your fault. What will be your fault is what you do about it and what you do about the rest of your life. Now, I bring this to everyone because it's so easy and I still find myself doing it sometimes. For example, right now, I have a little bit of a cold. I don't believe in getting sick, but somehow I managed to do it. And a part of me said, man, I won't record this episode today. I'll do it tomorrow. It's not my fault that I'm sick. I didn't make myself sick. It happened. People get sick. And I wanted to record this a different day. But then I thought, what an excuse. It's not my fault that I'm sick. That is true. What is my fault is what I do after. If I make the decision to push it off, I don't record the episode. I don't bring this message to people. All that ends up happening is that I don't help anyone. And then the impact that I could have had that I end up not having is my fault. Maybe I let the message slip and I forget what it was. I, I lose my inspiration. That's my fault. I can't blame anyone but myself. And that's something I'll have to live with. So as you can see, I made the decision. I'm going to record this episode instead. And I'm going to remind people the past isn't their fault. The future is their fault. What your life looks like 20 years from now, no matter what happened to you, no matter what bad situations you were in, it's going to be your fault. Now, my future, what I want to look at 20 years from now, I want to be happy that I can blame myself. When, I, when I'm living a life 
that I've chosen and I'm around people that I've chosen to be around, I want to be able to say, this is my fault. And if it turns out because I made poor decisions, I focused on my regrets, I focused on failure, I made excuses, I'm going to have to say, it's my fault. That's it. That's all I can do. I'm required to say, David, this is your fault. You can only blame you. You can only hold yourself liable. Now, I'm going to challenge everyone. Leave a comment in the description. There should be a comment section. Leave a comment, whether it's on Spotify, whether it's on Apple, whether you're seeing a clip of this on social media. Leave a comment of something you've held on to too long and let it go. Let that thing go. You don't need to hold it anymore. The only thing you need to hold on to is what is my future going to look like? What is my future going to be? How is it going to be my fault? And am I going to be happy that that future is my fault? It's okay. Life is hard. Life is going to challenge us. We are going to be attacked. We're going to go through tough times. And some of those things, you're going to be you're going to be able to say it's not my fault. What you will never be able to say is the way you reacted to it, what you did about it, what you did about your future is your fault. You're going to have to say that. It will be. So let's all go out there. Let's be successful. Let's make sure that what is our fault is something that we're okay with accepting. It's not your fault, again, if you were born in a bad situation. It is your fault if you live the rest of your life in a bad situation. I want to alter that Bill Gates quote. You don't have to necessarily be wealthy if that's not what you want to be, but be happy, be satisfied, be okay with your life, be happy about it. If you, but if you live a life that's truly mediocre, you do nothing that brings you satisfaction, at the end of your days, you will be sad about it. You will remember what could have been and you'll regret it. And you won't have anyone to blame. And even if you do blame them, you're the one who's stuck with the memories and the pain. It doesn't matter if it is their fault. What is your fault is what the result of your life was. So make sure that the rest of your days, when you take accountability for them, because you'll have to, you will have to be accountable. No one is going to care at the end of your days that so-and-so hurt you or that you weren't hugged enough, right? If you want, if you need more hugs in your life, build more relationships, bring more joy to more people. I guarantee you, you'll get plenty of hugs. You'll get those hugs that you missed out on as a child. If you didn't have enough money, you can't make the rest of ex the excuses for the rest of your life saying my mom or dad didn't provide for me. My grandparents didn't provide for me. I'd sound ridiculous if I blamed my grandma for not being able to take care of the people I love. That would be an insult to her legacy because she did everything she could. So it'd be an insult to her to say that because we grew up poor, it's your fault that I'm poor. That's not fair. The same way that if her siblings blame her for anything, that's not her fault. Whatever happened in their life, at the end of the day, they have to live with that. That was their decision. And the same goes for every single one of us. All we can do is the best we can do. Now, make sure that you actually give it your best. Because at the end of the day, 
what happened isn't your fault, but what will happen is the result of your life is going to be yours. Now, I know I'm stressing that fact and I said it about 12 different ways in a row, but I want everyone to keep that in mind going forward into the day. So I challenge you, if you haven't made the rest of the day the best of your day, I challenge you to do so. I challenge you to make tomorrow better than the previous one. Because remember, whatever happens tomorrow, the way the day ends, if you end the day in a good mood or you end it in a bad mood, that will be your fault. If you start in a good mood or you end it in a or you start in a bad mood, it's going to be your fault. Now again, subscribe so you can hear more. Leave a comment talking about the things you're going to let go. Talking about the things that are no longer your fault. And also talk about the things that moving forward you are going to take accountability for. It's time to be accountable and to blame ourselves for our future because that's all we'll be able to do at the end. And that's all we'll be able to do tomorrow. This is David Schaff from the Conversations That Count podcast. Hope you have an amazing, blessed rest of your day. Win, have some fun, and I'll see you out there, everyone. Thank you so much for listening in.